Today's Spotlight is brought to you in part by presenting sponsor, Busey Bank. Busey, your dream, our promise. Welcome to Spotlight. I'm your host, Jane Wynette, and today I'm joined by three local nonprofits, the Naperville Hurling Club, the Rotary Club of Naperville After Dark, and the Naperville Astronomical Association. watching Spotlight and joining me now from the Naperville Hurling Club is Kevin Pearson. He's the founder and general manager. So welcome to the show, Kevin. Hi, Jane. Hey, thanks for having us. We really appreciate you and NCTV 17 and everything you bring to the community. Well, thank you. We appreciate that too. And it's so nice to chat with you. You're always so generous about sending us your players, but it's nice to talk to you today. So I'm going to kind of just start right out. You founded this club. Uh, explain to us what hurling is. Hurling is a is a uh, one of the national sports of Ireland. And uh, it is, it's one of the biggest things uh, over there. And it is growing rapidly here. Uh, the way that you play this sport, it's a stick and ball sport. And there's basically a soccer net uh, with field goal posts on either side. And uh, each team tries to get the ball past the goalie into the, into the goal. And if they do that, they get three points or they can hit it over the goal and between the posts and then they get one point. And so uh, unlike a lot of sports, let's say, for example, lacrosse, uh, where you're trying to get the ball just into a small net and the scoring is, is all very much around this, this, uh, the net and the goal, you can score from almost anywhere on the field. And, and so it's very fast and very high scoring. And, and it's a tremendous amount of fun. Yeah, that, you know, anytime there's high scoring, right, in any kind of a game, it makes it a lot more fun. It does. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So, you know, if I'm thinking about it, like what would attract me to the sport? You know, if I was brand new, like what, what would you tell me? Come on, this is why you should do it, Jane. There are a couple of things. One is that it very much is accessible to anybody. So if you have played any kind of sports here, you'll have some skill that you can bring to hurling. And so uh, with very little uh, training, you can jump right in and start to play uh, and have some success. But then with the breadth of skills that you need to, to become good, you'll be working on that for the rest of your career. It's just a, it's, it's a super amount of fun. The club is very welcoming. Most of the people that are playing with us today have been playing for three years or less. And so they all know what it's like to start from nothing and to have that, uh, that, you know, that uh, experience of kind of fumbling around. And, and so they're all very supportive of that, that growing process. Yeah, that's nice, right? It's nice when you feel like you're all in it together, you know? And I, I think for everybody, it's nice to try something new. For sure, yeah. Yep, and I, I think the other thing that's, that's great about it, and we found, you know, we have a, quite a range of players as far as age. And uh, one of the things that's great about it is that because it's, it's a fairly linear sport, in other words, you just kind of run in a straight line, not as much cutting. And so you can keep playing the sport much later in life than, than other ones. You know, and I'll give an example for me. When I play soccer, I hurt myself all the time because I can't cut. But I can play hurling. You know, I'm almost going to be 55 this year and uh, still playing strong. So That's awesome. Yeah, that forward motion, if we don't have to whack the knees out, that's always good, right? <laughs> It is. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, you had a team back in 2017 who was a junior championship. Uh, that was very exciting. I know that we were very excited to cover that. Tell us a little bit about where that team is today. 
the team, uh, the team, the 2017 team was amazing. Um, but I have to tell you that today we are in many ways stronger than the 2017 team. We, uh, through uh, COVID-19, we had very good protocols for safety. And because a lot of people weren't playing and we figured out how to play through that, uh, that we grew a lot last year. Um, and now we have translated that this year into, uh, we have an outdoor league, uh, the best, uh, the, the most robust outdoor league we've had in our history. We've got a, about 45 people actively playing uh, on weekends. And um, we are we are just raring to go. We now we we are always looking for more players, but boy, it, we're on a roll. That's we've great. Got great coaching. We've got some great coaching and uh, and and drills, and the games are competitive, and it's just terrific. Okay. Well, let's and we'll come back to that because I want you to tell the viewers about how they can get engaged and where you uh, where you practice and when you practice. Um, but let's talk a little bit about some of your goals because I know you know you kind of got this thing launched and you're you're moving forward. But I know you have goals. So Kevin, talk to us about what you're looking for in the next three to five years. Well, the the most uh, urgent thing that's coming up is that we are working with the West Suburban Irish to bring a hurling tournament to the first Naperville Irish Fest, which will be held uh, on August 6th and 7th in, at Frontier Park. Our tournament will be on August 7th from 10 to about 5 p.m. And uh, we have teams already committed to come from Madison and Milwaukee and Chicago. And we have inv invitations out to St. Louis and Indianapolis and Kansas City and Twin Cities and Fox River. And so we, we expect a really good turnout and it's gonna be a lot of fun. It's one of the things uh, that we're excited about bringing to uh, this particular Irish Fest is the authenticity of having uh, having hurling, which is such a, an important part of Irish culture, bringing that to an Irish fest here locally. Um, we also will have a little bit of Irish language, uh, um, some things for the kids, a little Irish language scavenger hunt that we're going to help the the West Suburban Irish to do, and uh, so it's it's going to make this festival unique. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I, you know, I really like it that it's got kind of that whole cultural heritage part. I know I've flown into Dublin before, and you see the giant, you know, posters of the hurling uh, stars, you know, in, right there in the airport. So it is very, very ingrained in the culture, right? Absolutely, yeah. It's it's the biggest thing there. I mean, the every community revolves, as, as here, you know, you, your community revolves around your kids. And almost all the kids in Ireland play either hurling or Gaelic football. So it's, uh, yeah, it, it, it's really at the core of every, every small community in Ireland. Yeah, that's wonderful. Any other goals that you want to let us know about, Kevin? Yeah, we, we uh, I don't know if your viewers are aware, but there are, the sport is actually played at 21 colleges right now. And some big name colleges like Purdue and Notre Dame, Gonzaga, and Stanford, they have hurling teams. So our goal here locally is to try to get uh, to get the sport into a few more schools, whether that be high schools or the colleges. We did have a program um, at Rosary. We're hoping to bring that back in the fall. It was suspended because of COVID. Uh, that was Rosary Girls High School in Aurora. Uh, but we'd love to see it come to North and Central and, uh, and, and to start uh, clubs at that level. Um, the other goal, I, I think our, our longer term goal is that next year, the, the national championships are gonna be held in Chicago at uh, Gaelic Park, which is, uh, which is just south, uh, southeast of here. And uh, we, 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 we plan to bring a very competitive team to that, 
to that tournament. Uh, I'm not going to make any predictions, but <laughs> but I think we'll make a very good showing. And uh, we would love to bring another championship back to Naperville. Absolutely. Well, it would be nice. It's so close. It would be super if we could come out and enjoy it and support you, right? It's all about uh, getting awesome. that getting that moral support. Well, now, just as we kind of wrap up, Kevin, tell us, where, where, where do you practice? How do people get connected with you? How do they sign up and come try out for this sport? We are all over social media, so we do have a Facebook page and a Twitter and Instagram and uh, as well our website. Uh, but if you want to see us live, we practice on Tuesday nights at Nike uh, Sports Complex on Field G. We practice every Tuesday at 6 o'clock till 7.30. And then uh, most Sundays we play a game also at, uh, at Nike Park on that same field. And many of your viewers probably have seen us knocking around and wondered what we were doing out there. But uh, if, if anybody's interested, you can find us there. You will be welcomed with open arms. And uh, we have all the equipment that you need, and we'll get you started. And uh, even if it's just to, just to try and hit a few balls one day, anything you want, no pressure. We just love to see you. That's fantastic. Well, listen, we are so glad that you stopped by. Uh, we wish you both great success at the Irish Fest. That's going to be awesome. And then we wish your teams best of luck in the uh, in the championship. That would be fantastic. Bring home some hardware for us. That would be great. We want to put Naperville on the map. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, uh, you know, and you look at it because we're such a sports-rich community as well as our arts and everything, but it would be really nice. I think it just gives people more breadth of things to try, and that's always good, right? Absolutely. Always nice to see you, Kevin. And if our viewers are interested in learning more about the Naperville Hurling Club, please go and visit their website. We're going to take a quick break, but stay tuned. We're coming right back with more Spotlight. For more than 150 years, you've believed in Busey. Today, more than ever, we believe in you. To our healthcare workers, first responders, and local businesses, you're central to the communities we're proud to call home. Busey's grateful to partner with you and your families through life's ups and downs, today and for generations to come. Because as neighbors helping neighbors, we're in this together. Busey, grateful to serve the communities we call home. Stay in the know, at home, or on the go with NCTV 17 News Update. This quick recap of everything happening in and around town will be delivered straight to your email inbox for free. Sign up today. If you're just tuning in, you're watching Spotlight. I'm your host, Jane Wernette, and joining me now is Christy Sullivan. She's the president of the Rotary Club of Naperville After Dark. So welcome to the show, Christy. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Glad to be here. Yeah, absolutely. So it's the Naperville After Dark. I like saying it like that, uh, just because it's got a little drama to it. But what makes your club different than other clubs? Sure. Well, there are four Rotary Clubs in Naperville, and we are the chapter that meets after hours. So that's one major thing that makes us different. Uh, another thing that makes us different is that we meet two times a month. We meet on the second and fourth Tuesday of every month. So in the evening and only a couple of times, many of the Rotary Clubs um, historically have met on a weekly basis. So meeting a little bit less, I think provides you know more space in people's schedules so they're able to commit to our group. 
Okay, so talk a little bit about, you know, get us to know kind of your signature events or your signature fundraisers. Like how will we know it's the Naperville After Dark? Sure. Uh, we are a small but mighty club, and we have lots of events that have actually, over these last five years, um, have really started to come to fruition. And um, a couple of them are our annual backpack drive that we do every year since our inception. Um, we have worked with District 203 in their gift-giving program. Um, we recently started working with a younger group of Rotarians and doing an annual hunt for good that they had done in a previous club and now are working with our club to do. Um, this last year, we had a benefactor that we were able to provide um, over $1,000 in donations. That was a wonderful event. Um, we did not in 2020, but in 2019, um, we had a trivia night and it was an 80s trivia night. It was an absolute hit. And we are looking to bring that back this year. It was a great fundraiser, um, but more than anything, it was a wonderful community event where everybody came together. So we're looking forward to getting that on our calendar. Um, we have an annual ride for polio that uh, this year was virtual, but we people could have walked, they rode their bikes um, and we raised uh, around about $2,000 for Rotary International's um, efforts to eradicate polio. And then finally, we work internationally. Um, we're working with a, Rotar a Rotary Club in Uganda, and we are sponsoring several children there and working with them um, to help them in their community. Oh, that's great. So you really do have a wide variety of things that you're doing uh, as an organization. Yes. Yeah. Now talk a little bit about uh, kind of partnering, because I know Rotary is always big into partnering with other organizations. So who is the Naperville After Dark partnering with in your work? Sure. Well, we like to partner with the other Rotary clubs. That's one thing that this year the presidents in the other clubs have all brought together is the ability to help one another. So we've really been intentional about working together. Um, and then as far as the, the outline community is concerned, um, we have been working with um, bringing in community members as far as speaking to our club. So the last couple of speakers that we've had have been the Naperville Park District, um, and then also Loaves and Fishes. And the desire is to ask those organizations, how can we help you, and then get involved. And so for example, um, the Park District came and they spoke. And we, this last year in 2020, um, adopted um, Friedenhagen Park in Naperville. And so we have been um, showing up and volunteering, pulling weeds, mulching the beds. Um, so we like to be in partnership with some of these local organizations. Yeah, that's nice because, I mean, it's not just about the raising the money. In that case, it's really about the fellowship of working together and volunteering together, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's another thing that makes our club um, a little bit different. I feel that rather than the large fundraisers, which can be um, very moving and very impactful in our community, and there are definitely fundraisers and some of our other clubs having um, more significant fundraising efforts. Our club does have a fundraising arm, however, it's smaller, but we really try to get our hands dirty. We are really trying to serve and 
again, one of the things that stands out to me about our club, we have about 20, 21 members, and we probably average about 50% participation at all of our service events. So if you come to the park, you're probably going to see about, you know, eight to 10 people getting their hands dirty, you know, or if we're um, serving at one of our fundraisers, there's people, they're signing up and they're wanting to get involved with that project. So That's really, nice. really impactful to serve. So Chrissy, we talked about your club meets twice a month. So if I was going to show up for a meeting, give me a, give me an idea of what the typical evening would be like. Sure. Well, we are meeting at Colonial Cafe in Naperville, and we show up around 6 o'clock. Um, the meeting doesn't actually start until around 6.30, but we show up at 6 o'clock as many people as we can get to show up at that time. Because we have fellowship, it's really important to get to know one another. Um, Rotary is a fellowship. That's how many Rotarians describe it. And we want to create those bonds and those relationships, and the only way to do that is to have that personal time to have a dialogue. So that's from 6 to 6.30. Um, at 6.30, our meeting will start. Uh, we will often ring in the bell. We say the Pledge of Allegiance every meeting. Um, we might have a moment of inspiration. We encourage our club members to um, tell us what they're happy about and tell us what's going on in their lives. Those are called our happy bucks. And then from there, we have a speaker once a month at our club meetings. So one time a month, we have a speaker. The other time we may or may not have a speaker. We may leave some open space for us to discuss projects that we're working on um, or just space for the club to dialogue about what's going on in their lives, which has been great for this last year with COVID and our virtual meetings. Um, the meetings end promptly um, around 7, 7.30, just depending on the speaker. Um, and then we have time for questions and just end our meeting. And then from there, we do have a board meeting, so they'll stay a little bit after. But great time to fellowship with friends. Chrissy, you've talked about a lot of different stuff. If you were to sort of say to a new member, what, what are the strengths? Why should they come join the Naperville After Dark Rotary? Sure. Um, when I got involved with Rotary, it was my first time. Um, I am the fourth president. We're going to be installing our fifth president next week. And when I got involved, it's because I had closed a chapter um, with my children's lives and uh, did a lot of volunteering with them in school and with their friends and with church. And I needed an outlet for that. I needed some place where I could gather with people who were like-minded and serve our community. And so I found Rotary through a friend. She invited me and that's what we do. We invite our friends um, and our coworkers and anybody that's in our sphere of influence to come and attend our meetings and to have that fellowship. Um, people are always looking to connect. And so I feel that our Rotary Club is definitely a place where people can connect. And then they can serve their community and actually um, get involved with service projects, um, helping in any way. We don't expect everybody to do every project. Um, every thing that we line up is not necessarily everyone's gift. So it's wherever you feel plugged in. If you want to serve children um, with our backpack drive or people, we did Bernie's book drive this last year. Um, or if you want to um, get involved with the environment and help clean up the park, um, there's just lots of areas where we can get involved. Love it. I, I, what a great summary. I, that sounds terrific. And I love that you found a new outlet uh, for obviously what's been a, a life that's been giving prior to you getting to Rotary. So good for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for coming.
Oh, thank you so much. I really do appreciate this time, um, you know, and just bringing on our club and highlighting them in our community. It's, it's a privilege. Oh, thank you. And to find out more about the Rotary Club of Naperville After Dark, please go and visit their website. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back after a few short messages. For more than 150 years, you've believed in Busey. Today, more than ever, we believe in you. To our healthcare workers, first responders, and local businesses, you're central to the communities we're proud to call home. Busey's grateful to partner with you and your families through life's ups and downs, today and for generations to come. Because as neighbors helping neighbors, we're in this together. Busey, grateful to serve the communities we call home. We live in a safe community, but not a crime-free community. If you see something, say something. Be a Naperville Crime Stopper. Welcome back to Spotlight. And joining me now from the Naperville Astronomical Association is Jim Irwin, their president. Welcome to the show, Jim. Hi, thank you so much for having us. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, it's an interesting topic when we're looking up at the stars because we've had a very interesting year with COVID. So let's talk a little bit about how that whole pandemic has impacted your association and, and what you've done uh, as far as pivoting. Well, so most of your viewers that probably know us have either run into us on the Naperville Riverwalk or have come out to our observatory. So a lot of what we do is is really kind of hands-on astronomy where we, we let people look through our telescopes and show them the, the night sky. And when you don't have the ability to, to uh, you know, talk to people, be, be right next to people without a mask on or without social distancing, it really made... Uh, our public outreach impossible. So uh, we really didn't do any any major public outreach for, for about an entire year. Yeah, that's it's tough too, right? Because I mean, yeah. that's such a, I, I mean, it's a wonderful connector. I mean, as much as we've got the big, uh, the big sky, right? There's that connection of you all getting together and looking at right. it. Yeah, so how did you adapt? What, what were you able to do uh, as far as your group? Well, so we we have two meetings a, a month where we have a speaker from a, a university talk to us or somebody in the club will talk to us about uh, certain topics. And we decided we could still do that. So we went out and we got a Zoom account right away. The same thing everybody did. And, uh, and we figured out fairly quickly that we could actually uh, push that Zoom meeting to our Facebook page. So we actually reached a we had the ability to reach a larger audience because we weren't just getting our members. We were getting, you know, uh, there's about 2000 people that follow us on Facebook. So those people at least had the ability to see that we were, were having these meetings. So we were able to do that. And we tried to do a couple, uh, stargazing events over zoom and, and it went okay, but there's just nothing like looking at it with your, 
you know, with your real eyes. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think, you know, too, for so many groups, whether they're, you know, in the arts or all of those things that are the gathering, it was certainly a difficult year. But I would imagine with the speakers and stuff with the Zoom, that probably maybe even opened up a few people that wouldn't normally be able to come to a club meeting, but would be, or association meeting, but would be able to join you via Zoom. Did you find that? Yeah, and, and some people will watch those meetings later on. And we actually started posting them to our YouTube channel. Oh, nice. We just started a new YouTube channel. So we were getting some some uh, people from like Florida that were watching our our uh, our meetings and they were just saying, wow, this is so great. How did you guys do this? Thank you so much for posting these. So we definitely were re had, a, had a larger reach than we, we normally had when we were doing it in person. Yeah, that's that's great. Well, you know, and I think for many people, it's that kind of hybrid model. You know, we learned some new things during the pandemic and, and some of those things will stay with us because they actually are really good whether we're in COVID times right. or not, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So now the good news is the restrictions are, are coming off for us, which is good for everybody. Uh, so what's what's next for you? How are you uh, how are you pushing out now with your public outreach? Well, so we've been planning for the restrictions to be lifted for a little while, and we we we're kind of looking at the sky to see what was up, and and uh, we've really decided that our relaunch is going to be in August. Okay. So come August, we're going to go back to in-person meetings. We're going to go back to you'll be able to find us on the Naperville Riverwalk. We'll have events back at our at our uh, observatory and and anybody, you know, schools or libraries or anybody out there that wants us to come and do outreach events for for uh, their community, we'll, we'll be doing that again starting in August. Okay. Now, um, just just so that everybody knows, whereabouts, Jim, on the Riverwalk are you located? Because obviously the Riverwalk goes kind of a long way. Where, where would we find you? We usually set up uh, right across from the municipal center near the, the, the dandelion fountain. There's kind of this big kind of blue fountain that sprays the water in all directions. And we usually set up right next to that. That's great. It's good for people to know where that is. And also, where is your observatory? Just for those people that don't know where that is. So our observatory is, uh, it's on the south end of Naperville. Um, it's on the, the property of the Spring Springbrook Water Reclamation Center. Uh, so it's south of 95th and north of Bowton. Okay, great. Okay, good. So good. So we know where on, we can find sorry, it. On Plainfield Naperville Road. Okay. All right. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, now, in August, there's, I, and I know there's a reason that you're planning on launching in August, because there's something kind of big happening up in the sky. So tell us a little bit about that, Jim. What can we expect to see up in the sky? Well, the first thing is uh, Jupiter and Saturn will be back out. Uh, and they'll be out at a reasonable time. So come August, they'll be out at, at maybe 9, 9.30. And then uh, on August 12th is the Perseid meteor shower. So that's a really big event. Um, August 12th is a Thursday, but uh, if you wait until the weekend, you'll still be able to see these these meteors. So you don't want to look through a telescope when you see those. You just want to you want to go out and look at those yourself. Oh, is that now? Okay, now why would we not look at them through a telescope? For those of us who don't know. So and and that's a good question because everybody thinks, oh, you're looking at the stars. You got to look. You got to look through a telescope. The telescope shows such a narrow part of the sky, and the odds that a meteor would actually cross that that small section are are pretty rare. It does happen, but it's rare. The the bigger thing to do is just to kind of sit back and and lay, you know, lay on your back, look where you can see the most sky possible and just sit there and watch and wait. 
Okay, I like that. That's kind of fun, right? I mean, you can make kind of a kind of a little party out of that. So that's kind of fun. Right. Well, listen, uh, we are super glad that you stopped by, uh, you know, August, August 12th for the media shower. If people want to get engaged with you, what's the best way for them to reach out and contact you? They could go to our website, which is uh, neighborastro.org, or a lot of people follow us on Facebook. Okay. So we're facebook.com slash neighborastro. And you can send us a message there. You can follow us. Anytime we have events, we post them on Facebook. We also post them on our calendar on our website. Okay, wonderful. Well, listen, we are excited that you're going to be able to get back out and enjoy some fellowship around the night sky. And we thank you for coming by and giving us more information. Thank you so much for having us. Absolutely. And if you would like to have more information about the Naperville Astronomical Association, please go and visit their website. We're going to take a quick break, but stay tuned for more Spotlight. I'd like to thank all of my guests for joining us on Spotlight and our friends at Busey Bank for their generous sponsorship of today's show. To learn more about the organizations featured on the show, please go and visit our website at nctv17.com. And to stay informed about what's happening in our community, Sign up to receive our daily news update and like and follow us on Facebook. For Spotlight, I'm Jane Wernett. Thank you for watching. Today's Spotlight is brought to you in part by presenting sponsor, Busey Bank. Busey, your dream, our promise.